I am Brother Cornell West, and this is Hip Hop Can Save America. Peace and love, everybody. It's your man, Manny Faces. Just wanted to let you know that Hip Hop Can Save America is now available as a live stream show every Monday night, 9 p.m. Eastern Time on YouTube. You can find it at hiphopcansaveamerica.com slash watch. Excerpts from that show will be played here on the audio feed, so you'll still get the good interviews that you've been used to. But check out the live stream and check out my free Substack newsletter at mannyfaces.substack.com. That's filled with all kinds of stories of hip-hop innovation, inspiration, and generally hip-hop news that isn't about dumb shit. For everything hip-hop can save America, hiphopcansaveamerica.com. For everything Manny Faces, mannyfaces.com. And if you find value in this work, you can support it. We'd love to have you aboard as a supporter at patreon.com slash mannyfaces. Now let's go. The fourth annual Hip Hop Pedagogy Virtual Music Educa- Educator Workshop. That was a mouthful. Let me take a sip of this beverage. Uh, it's happening this Saturday, February 24th. And this is super important. This is a, 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 an all-day music educator focus. But like I say, all the things we talk about here definitely have value for teaching artists, uh, all kinds of artists, and folks who, are, uh, who have hip-hop music and culture near and dear to their heart. We're going to talk about what's happening on this uh, wonderful platform with my friend. Now he's my friend, because now I know him. His name is Randy Swiggum, and he's here with us right now. How are you doing, sir? Hey, good to be with you. Oh, what a pleasure to have you here. Thank you for working us out and uh, finding time to rock with us on Hip Hop to Save America. How are you tonight? I'm I'm good. I, I thought I was going to be sick around six o'clock. And I thought this is a great night to get sick. I feel great now. I think uh, uh, Murray Farman and then your bathroom break video kind of revived me. Everyone loves the bathroom break video, man. It's, it's the best yeah, one of the could, best things I've ever done. You couldn't do that when you were just an audio podcast. No, you, there's so many so many things we have here now. Well, I appreciate the appreciation, and uh, Murray Foreman is certainly uh, uh, an inspiration. As I as I mentioned at the end, I couldn't even get into the the depth of how you know uh, he came. He, we crossed paths, and how influential uh, it's been. So uh, I'm glad we revived you. Uh, let's get you going before you uh, maybe backslide into any kind of tired. Well, you're not. You're you're an hour. What time is it? Oh, you're an hour back. It's still early. You'll yeah, be it's fine. It's only nine o'clock. Here. Tell me about what we're doing this Saturday. This is, and first of all, an honor to, to be, you know, for you to reach out and, and have me involved in this. As I mentioned earlier in the show, anyone who's watching uh, this, uh, this workshop honors the legacy of Jarrett Scheel, who was a, a guest on this podcast some time ago. We'll talk about uh, Jarrett, his work, and his legacy as well. Uh, tell folks, just give real quick the log line of what this, uh, this virtual music educator workshop is about this Saturday, February 24th. Well, a couple quick things to start. Uh, I'm really glad that Adam Cruz is on this uh, podcast tonight. I was so happy to see him on there because yep. really it was um, re- really Adam who helped me uh, get this going because, you know, University of Illinois, where Adam is at, has a strong, strong hip-hop education program and yep. and really geared toward music education in particular, Adam's right. music music educator. And I reached out to him. I can tell you if you're interested, like where the idea for this workshop in Madison came from, but it was Adam that I reached out to and he right away said, Oh, you, I'm happy to help. He said, he's a very generous guy. Very nice. He said, you should talk to Jarrett Scheel. And so he hooked us up and, uh, I, I remember I called Jarrett. I was walking the dog. He was walking the dog. We, we, um, we just clicked instantly. And I understood why Adam thought I should talk to him. And that's a little bit what, you know, why this, I mean, we lost Jarrett last year, but, um, 
that's why this workshop is really important to us. A lot of people are very interested because of Jarrett's influence on them and his his memory. But Jarrett really, along with Adam and lots of others, Tony Blackman, you've named a bunch of them, um, uh, Tasha Iglesias, people who have really been generous with this workshop and I think uh, helped it to rise to something really challenging. Um, what happened, though, it was the, my first year in this job with the school district, I realized that um, we have a lot of really great music teachers in Madison. Madison is an arts-rich city. You know, we've got UW, yep. University of Wisconsin-Madison with its own hip-hop first right. wave program. First, first wave, yeah, that's program. right. Kind of the, the first, I think the first one in the nation, right? Like full tuition scholarship for hip hop arts. But, you know, I mean, it's like something you've said like a billion times. Music teachers, uh, they're not really trained in hip hop, not the pedagogy, not the music, really nothing about it. And unless you're a teacher who already loves hip hop, like Andrew Wang, or, right. or values it, right? there's a very good chance that your students could never experience any aspect of hip hop in their full K-12 music education, which is a little weird, right? You, you, you sort of assume like music teachers would be the first to jump on, but they don't. And, you know, that's been, I, I re-listened to your interview with Jarrett and that's something that you guys talked about is like, why don't music teachers use hip hop music more? And I have my own thoughts about that. I've really been thinking about this for a long time. Like yeah. why, why it hasn't really taken off, but, you know, there's a lot of things I love about music, broadly speaking, that have not taken off in music education. Fair enough. Anyway, so Adam and Jarrett and uh, I had a little team of friends here in Madison and in Chicago. We put together that first workshop. And, you know, when it happened, summer of 2020, that really dark summer, <laughs> when right, everything right. was bad that summer, you know, and and George Floyd and I mean, the whole thing. We had riots in Madison and. Yeah. It was it was really really dark, and so people were really drawn to it. We had like over a hundred people online from all over the world that that came, and we decided to keep it going. So, but really, the idea of this workshop we're not the only ones doing this, but this one this workshop's really really geared toward music teachers. And by music teachers, I don't mean like the person that has a digital music lab at their school and is teaching beat making and all the ins and outs of electronic music. Because those people generally, they found they have found their path. I'm talking about like the sixth grade band teacher, right, or the mm. elementary school general music teacher. I mean, which we have one in every single school in Wisconsin, right, teaching elementary general music. But they may not know like how to, how could I use music, use hip hop music, or make it the focus of the study, yeah. which are you know two different things, of course. Yeah. So I guess that's I mean that obviously that was the crux of what I, I spoke to Jared about and 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 um and started thinking about m more from that you know leading up to that conversation and, and ever since um you know I have a I have I have a plethora of children that range uh, in you know decades to nine years old uh, so uh, thirty somethings all the way down to to nine and you know looking back over the years you know in in not necessarily you know rural out there places. I don't remember a lot of hip hop being incorporated into the, you know, into the music curriculum. My daughter now is in a chorus. She, you know, she does choir or chorus. I guess it's chorus. Yeah, right. Choir would be more like church. I don't know the terminologies. You say both. Yeah. Yeah. So she's in a chorus, and they did a, you know, a, a, a Christmas thing, and they're singing songs. And I'm like, you know what? I'm sure these kids would be a hell of a lot more engaged if you were to throw in some 
you know, just like the marching bands do, just like, uh, you know, you see it, some, the orchestras now, when you have Jeezy performing with an entire orchestra, going back to when Nas did it at the Kennedy Center. And, and these integrations of music just would be more exciting, more inviting to me as a kid, to my kids, I'm sure. But it doesn't happen a lot. And I guess that's part of the work is to delve into that and change that. Yeah, I mean, I think... I agree with what you're saying to a point, but I have to say, I think it goes further than that because I don't think the reason we do a certain kind of music is because, oh, that's what's going to hook the kids. Okay. Right? Fair. That's, yep. That's, that's not why we teach math. It's, right. It's, you know, it's, it's, I often say it's like, we don't say to, we don't look at certain kids and say, you will probably never live in the rainforest. So we're just going to skip that unit. You right. know, like the whole purpose of an education is to enlarge your understanding of something and so I don't, I, I don't see the importance of hip hop for kids that already love hip hop. They don't, they don't really need it. Right. right. Cause their, their love affair with hip hop is well underway and it will continue. I see it. I, I, the importance of hip hop music education for me is for the kids that don't see themselves in it. And that's sometimes students of color, a lot of white students, of course, and all the kids in between. Right. I think hip hop is worth studying just for its own sake and not because there are some kids out there for whom that they would really connect with it. Now, all that said, that is still a really good reason to do it, right? Because right. they don't see themselves in school right. and this is a way for them to see themselves in school. Right. I guess that's, yes. I, and I really appreciate that perspective. And I, and I would say that, sure, we don't want to, you know, kind of do it in a tokening, you know, kind of token way. But to say that representation, you know, matters that we can yeah. see when kids are young and they can say that I could, I could be hip hop, I could do hip hop in with instruments, I could do hip hop, you know, that stuff you don't you don't see that very often when you're uh, a young. Or again, to say, well, DJing, you know, I'm a DJ. I've always gone by the mantra that you know we're using the, the turntable as an instrument. These are just things that you're not going to see in your everyday music class. So you don't have the validation as a young person. You don't have the representation. You don't have that that connection as well. So I guess both of those things need to be um, uplifted more. Yeah. And I, yeah. I, I mean, uh, Murray talked about this, the way hip hop has sort of expanded to it. Well, and your, your podcast has shown this, like it includes like literally everything, you know, politics, <laughs> everything, spirituality, yes. social right. justice. I mean, there, there's hardly an aspect of human existence that has not been touched by hip hop. And that makes it a lens and especially hip hop music, it makes it a lens uh, to understand the world like chemistry is a lens or mm. physics is a lens or English literature or anything, you know, these are all lenses by which we understand how the world works. And hip hop just happens to be a really dynamic, uh, you know, and powerful. And it, there's a lot of cultural heft and energy and muscle in hip hop that can be leveraged for, you know, like understanding what's going on in the world. And Absolutely. frankly, you know, like I grew up in a small town in Wisconsin. So my growing up experience is very far removed from the, the roots of hip hop and yeah. kind of the, the, the energy that birthed hip hop. That's why it, it needs to be. That's why I need to study it. Right. right. Like if I'm going to understand the sure. world that I live in, right. I gotta, I gotta find a lens that will help me understand it. That's so, so different from my own uh, lived experience. And yet I, I find, you know, that there's, and this is the thing that we try to do and show teachers how to do it, like help kids who 
are not growing up in in a gritty urban setting right. to see themselves in hip hop. Like the, right. the there's still the parallels or the exactly yeah. yeah. Everybody knows that feeling of being on the outside. Everybody knows that feeling of um, well, it's the list goes on. You know, every every human emotion has been um, explored in hip hop, and um, that's that's something that a good music educator will help kids see is not right. Like, oh, do you like, do you like this song? That's not right. the point. Do you right. see yourself in this song and right. can you connect with it in that way? Yeah, that's brilliant. Before we get into what's happening specifically, uh, a couple of just other quick questions. I, I do, I guess because you you've done it in these workshops, what have you seen or what are the, I guess, uh, examples anecdotally, I guess, of when you've had a music educator come in open-minded, but not really, hip to the game yet uh, and they've taken part in the workshop and then you've gotten some feedback afterwards that has shown that a light bulb kind of went off or, you know, what is the the hope? Maybe something that happened already or what is the hope when you do these workshops and you get folks who are coming in that are, like you say, a little bit green to the ideas but open-minded enough to accept the possibilities and then come in and then what do they get out of it? Well, that's an easy question actually because, you know, the I, to be honest with you, when I when we started this, I was hoping to get like, 12 people to show up. Right. And I really just wanted to start a cohort of teachers in my school district. We've got maybe, I don't know, 75 music teachers in our district. And I, I wanted to get like 10 or 12 interested in just starting like a collective, basically. Right. Right. And we have a couple really amazing hip hop educators in our district. And they were kind of my partners in making this all happen. They had some connections. They kind of knew like what teachers who were not invested in hip hop needed to do. So we sort of built this, like, what would, and I'm just going to say it, and Adam, uh, you should jump in on this because you really sort of guided me. Like, what is the average, I'm going to say it, white teacher, you know, who doesn't feel like they're part of the culture? Right. Where do they find themselves in, in hip-hop culture? It's a huge issue, right? The positionality of white teachers. I mean, Andrew's already mentioned Andrew, it. I was going to say, Andrew Wang mentioned it earlier yeah. tonight. Yeah, mm -hmm. in it's, the chat. It's a huge obstacle. And I think, I mean, Adam's right, like, there, there are historical reasons and there's white supremacy involved. There's, I mean, there's all kinds of like racist undercurrents that make this happen. But a lot of it, to be fair, is teachers that they, they would do better. They just don't know how to get into it. Right? right. So that first workshop had a lot of talk about like, what do you, where do you get started as a white teacher right. with either with all white students or what's even harder, a mix of white students and students of color. That's sure. a much harder, much harder gig. Um, and that, you know, Adam talked about it. Um, Miles Comiskey uh, from Chicago talked about it. Um, it was it, that for a lot of people, it was sort of freeing because that summer, especially there was just so much um, canceling and, and anger and sort of like, you know, and like middle-aged white men like me were, get, were trying to practice like being quiet and listening. Right. Sure. But also knowing how to like, like make something happen that would be good and that would that it would advance this conversation. So one quick example: on Saturday, one of the teachers that's going to be presenting, uh, Kristen Flock, she she was an orchestra teacher, middle school orchestra teacher, um, white, who came to the workshop and decided I want to do something with my middle school orchestra kids. Now think about the level of playing of middle school orchestra, middle mm -hmm. school strings players. And how far removed as a genre, as a as a space in music education from hip hop? It seems like that's about as far apart as you can get, right? Okay. And she built a project that she does with her kids every year 
um, where they create a hip hop piece in the orchestra, spoken word, um, you know, the, the, and they're playing their instruments and it's, it's really cool. So I said, would you like walk teachers through like step by step by step? What's the first thing you do with the kids? Like the first day, how do you get them excited about it? How do you get them to write? That's another thing. Like, you know, most music teachers have not learned how to get kids to, to write lyrics or any kind of spoken word art. And that's its own thing, right? It's not part Mm. of training. Even, even vocal teachers, choir teachers, they don't necessarily have that in their bag of tricks. So like Saturday, she's going to actually teach it, but she, she got the idea from coming to this workshop. So that's just one, you know, one little example. We've had a lot of elementary teachers that came and nobody knew what a cipher was, right? Like Mm. that. And then they discover like, okay, working in a circle, that's something we elementary teachers do all the time. Put the kids in a circle and leverage the power of the the cipher basically you right, know? right so they they see themselves in that and it's like okay now i can take this all to the next next level so um oh I, here's another great example orchestra teacher high school orchestra in our district did a whole thing with his kids um his or- high school orchestra kids on afrofuturism and creating a hip-hop hip-hop alter ego which you know is mm. that's that's a whole thing and then, sure. My my name's not Manny Faces. My right. my government my government name is Bobby Elbows. It's fine. I'm just kidding. <laughs> okay, that was good. Was thank really you. Good. Thank you. Even late at, <laughs> even late at night, you still thank got you. it. <laughs> thank you. Please um, continue. Please continue. <laughs> no, but I mean, I think it's really cool to think about like high school orchestra kids who normally sit in a chair in front of a wenger stand and play the music that's set in front of them. And here's a teacher. His name is Levi Olson. He um, he actually had them create their own, you know, develop their own alter ego and then write a musical theme um, for their alter ego. And I mean, it was a very involved project. It was That's brilliant. I need a theme that. song. That's great. Yeah. I mean, it was like a, you know, it was a 10 week project <laughs> for them. But uh, the whole idea of exploring Afrofuturism yeah. and the whole superhero, you know, this was like Black Panther. Uh, right. Uh, sure. Time. So anyway, yep. so a lot of cool things have come from this workshop. And that's been my my delight is watching teachers that I know who had almost no experience in, right. in this space getting ideas. Yeah. And what's great, obviously, when you bring in folks who and again, having Jarrett's, uh, you know, direct influence and also, uh, you know, you, you all you, you can't guarantee, but you you bring in a sense of the need for and the respect for sort of authenticity, right? The authentic connection again not token. That's the thing we worry about. We, we don't want people doing it for the sake of doing it. We've, we've seen some examples, some, some viral examples of, you know, maybe some kids incorporating hip hop into their music situations. And, and some of it's a little cringy when you say like, uh, are they really <clears throat> learning? So then we say, what's the first thing that you do? Are you connecting with these kids sort of uh, culturally respectful way, culturally uh, affirming way? And I think that that's something that that folks at this at this conference at this workshop are going to get by default. That's baked into the DNA. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So let's talk about it. Let's talk about it a little bit. Um, again, anyone watching, we're doing this. This is great. First of all, again, honored to be uh, asked to participate in this. I'll be keynoting it, kicking it off, giving some thoughts about uh, you know, obviously all the all the things that might uh, emerge from this uh, from this discussion. We'll, we'll we'll be talking about Jared's legacy as well. I'm going to put it on the screen. Let's see if I can pull this off without um, making myself. Nope. 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 Dang it. Get it. Why can't I? I can do it. There it is. Okay, look. And I'll put us over here. Nope. 
All right, there you go. Look at this. One day I'll get it all right. Let me move your name out of the way. Randy, tell me about this. We're going to talk about the nine power-packed sessions for band, choir, orchestra, and general music teachers. I know Andrew Wang, who's, of course, a music educator uh, up in Yonkers. Uh, uh, super excited about, about this entire program. Uh, the keynote is me. It, that's the smallest part of this whole thing, but I'm, again, honored to, to kick it off. And, uh, and then we'll be talking about uh, the next session is what we learned from Jarrett. And I'll just read the synopsis real quick. People don't know and don't you know necessarily we're talking about Jarrett in such high regard. Jarrett Shield, one of the great minds behind this workshop since it started in 2020, died suddenly in 2022, but left a strong legacy and shaped our thinking, especially in his expansive view of how hip hop can interface with traditional music education, i.e., uh, band, choir, orchestra, jazz, general music will unpack some of his ideas and his influence. This is more of a panel discussion I think we're talking about doing. Yeah, it's going to follow you. I mean, I, I just want to say about you, Manny, you know, I smile every time I look at uh, your logo, Hip Hop Can Save America, because it's so over, over-realized, right? That's what I love about it. Right. I, for the people watching, I, I actually got permission to use that logo because it it just makes me smile all the time. But this I idea, appreciate like, that. You say hip hop can save American people. It's it's kind of an eye roll, but I actually believe it. So I'm, you know, I'm I'm in that crazy camp. You're, you're the other one. Great. Yeah, the other one. <laughs> um, no, you. but but uh, I want I want to. I mean, people come to this workshop. They want to experience some black joy. They want to participate in the culture. Yeah. In addition to getting some tricks for their classroom, right? But sure for a lot of teachers, like this is their one day to sort of like be around, um, uh, black artists who are, you know, who are in the culture. And so they do that, but, but you, your role is going to be like, just to remind us of this larger vision. Like why, why should we care about this? Right. right. And I kind of want to, I want to point people to your video. Well, you and I can talk about you know, using your video and stuff. Sure. But then, um, that's going to kick into, not just a kind of a tribute to Jarrett, because that could be three hours of people just sharing. I mean, it, I, it was three hours. <laughs> there was a whole, uh, they did a whole presentation, uh, yeah. a whole uh, memoriam. Yeah. I mean, Jarrett's had a big influence on a lot of people. And um, I didn't agree with Jarrett every single minute of, along the way. Sure. But he, really, he really got me thinking. And he always said, oh, you always get me thinking, Randy. You know, we just shared that there was such a mutual, mutual respect. But he really did influence just my whole approach to like how I was going to put myself in this culture, like yeah. what, what I could offer to teachers. Cause I've been, I've been in music education for a really long time. Um, so what I want to do is kind of pull out from, you know, various interviews and also lots of people like, you know, Adam will be there, Adam Cruz, uh, Vera Napati. Do you know that's the name you should? Oh know? yeah, I know Vera. Yeah, actually, I told I, I've been waiting to be in the same place at the same time with her for a very long time. Uh, yeah, we haven't she, done it physically, but at least I said at least we got it virtually. At least it's happening. So I'm very yeah, happy. Great. She's yeah. she's amazing, and she also was really influenced by Jarrett. They really clicked, and so she'll be there, and other people. Actually, Jarrett's wife Antonia is going to be there. Oh wow, um, mm -hmm. she's she's just a dear a dear friend as well. So. But but the point is not we're not just going to sit around for people right. who didn't know Jared or had no connection to listen to us talk about him. We're actually going to say like what what kinds of larger issues did Jared point to, both controversial and sort of encouraging and affirming and soothing um, that that can help us going forward. So dope. Yeah, yeah that's going to be wonderful. And again, in that in that vein, I guess the next uh, session. Uh, the power of the cipher. So there are artists that will be participating as well, not just 
us, you know, nerdy brainiac types. We're going to have some, yeah, we have some flavor in there. So maybe uh, just a quick uh, rundown of some of the performances we might see. Yeah. So the other things are easy to talk about. Uh, Mother Nature, they were with us two years ago. This is a, a rap duo. They go in schools a lot and, um, but they perform all over the country. I mean, they're like hardcore and they, they had a huge uh, response when we had them. I think it was two years ago we had them and people are asking to bring them back. So, but they've also, since they were in this workshop two years ago, they've been in Wisconsin a lot. Um, They live in Chicago working in classrooms. And so Mm -hmm. they're going to, I, we're kind of formalizing what they're going to do because they've got like a whole day's worth of stuff and they're going to just focus on like 75 minutes or so. And I think it's going to be work in the cipher, like literally helping teachers that have never done any cipher, anything like what would be the first thing you would do where kids could succeed and, and build that sense of community and the wisdom and the support and the, you know, the the beauty of the, the cipher and the circle. That's brilliant. Yep. And and necessary as well. So then of course there's a few more and we don't have to go into everything in, in full detail. You can check yeah, out. No, I won't, but we've I'm got gonna put, for I'm also, every other kind of teacher, band, choir, orchestra, general music. And Oh, one thing I got to share. Um, we have two amazing um, dance break, break dance guys. I mean, hip hop dance guys. Um, Papa Kubina Priwu, who is uh, the founder of hitters collective here in Madison. And then Patricio Sierra, who's, uh, yeah, they're probably down there. There's yep. Cabrina and there's Patricio. Patricio's from Buenos Aires. He mm-hmm. lives here in Madison too. These guys have won like international competitions as as b-boys. And I said, you know, music teachers don't think of breakdancing as that's not their jam, right? Like, I don't know, you know the, like how would I use that in my class? They're <laughs> right. show music teachers like how to, how to look at uh, breakdancing what can you do in your class that's helpful to help kids hear, um, hear the intricacies of hip hop and then just teach them a little bit about like, what's the difference between house versus street styles versus commercial, you know, all the stuff sure. about hip-hop dance that I, I don't know about. These guys are great. Yeah. And that's valuable. And first of all, it's always valuable when we bring in the other elements because so many of, as we saw, and we talked about <laughs> almost ad nauseum last year uh, with the hip hop 50 celebrations, uh, the lack of attention to some of the other elements. So I know that there will be folks who will be championing, uh, you, you know, bringing in the other elements to this. Obviously, music and dance are so closely tied and you can uh, communicate via dance and you can't, well, you can dance without music, but you, you know, you dance and music go hand in hand. So I think that's a great um, addition to the program. Uh, and, and we thank you for that, for for considering that uh, that element uh, and, and the value there as well. So that's dope. Uh and yeah, and again, so, and then again, like you said, uh, uh, specific instructions, whether you're an orchestra teacher, elementary, uh, general music, I think you call it, uh, the choir slash chorus, uh, and um, and you have a, a beat making uh, 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 session as well, correct? Yeah, Bill Rank, he's a, element, or a middle school band teacher who came to this workshop, another example of what you mentioned earlier, he came to this workshop uh, last year, and maybe a year before, I don't know, anyway, he came, he was... He'd been teaching like an electronic music class with middle school kids, um, but he just was really inspired by this workshop and he revamped his whole curriculum. And then when I saw it, I'm like, dude, you got to share this with other people because this is like golden, right? Yeah. This is stuff that you would pay lots of money for and he's going to give it for free on Saturday. So Absolutely. he's also, I mean, for teachers who understand this, it's like he can teach you how to 
um, do beat making with kids that where you don't have a whole lab at your school where all kids have is a, a Chromebook. You know, right. Yeah, we've had some friends also from uh, uh, Breakbeat Code, a couple of other uh, organizations yeah. that that do that kind of work, and I've seen it. I, you know, to to just be able to say, you know, how can we connect young people who may not be familiar with the computer except for you know going to YouTube or doing the work on iReady or one of these platforms to say, oh no, you can you can make music with, with your computer, you know, the way I was doing Fruity Loops, you know, years ago and making remixes and stuff. That's something they just don't see every day. They don't necessarily know that, that it can happen. And, and when we see that working, uh, Adam made a comment, as you can see on the screen there, uh, about uh, movement being separated from music. The separation of art from the body is a powerfully messed up tradition in music education. Yeah, Adam knows. Yeah, yeah. And shouts to Adam. Uh, Adam has unofficial. I mean unofficially been on the show we we had it we, one of the lost tapes let's just say uh one of the lost tapes so we're gonna get uh adam <laughs> adam back and uh and lamont over there as well adam's uh, who, got a lot to say he's he's yep. been he's been thinking about these things for a long time and we, and we met we met uh, at the global uh conference on hip-hop education that's uh that was co-chaired by myself and dr tasha iglesias who you mentioned earlier uh so what's great is that we get to be in person with some of these great folk. And then this Saturday, uh, we'll be able to be uh, virtually connected, which the power of the internet that we learned again through those troubling times in the 2020, uh, you know, that that blurry, whirly thing that we can barely remember. Uh, we found ways to connect with folks and I'm glad that, to, that it's continuing to, uh, in these days. So with that said, I don't want to keep it too much longer. Uh, Randy, I really appreciate you coming through. What else do anyone who is interested in this program, uh, the, the specifically what might be happening in your district uh, or this uh, particular workshop that we're doing this Saturday, need to know? What haven't I asked you? What What are you working on? What could we, uh, when are you dropping your, your mixtape? Like, you know, whatever the people need to know, uh, let them know. Well, I, I myself, I'm always trying to do something with kids. Um, my job is mostly working with teachers in the district, but I'm it's, I'm always filling in for somebody somewhere. So I'm, I'm working with kids every week, all, you know, all year long. And I'm always looking for like the next cool project to see what kids can do. You know, what can the average 11 year old boy do with spoken word art over a beat and write a hook, you know, that kind of thing. So I'm excited about that. Cause it's a challenge for me, you know, like I'm, yeah, it's, it's, it's a challenge for me too, like yeah. to keep pushing myself in this way. Uh, the, Workshop is not very expensive. It's only $50. And that includes not just being able to attend, but all those sessions are recorded. There's a ton of materials, a ton of curriculum, and links to the materials from the other workshops. Like right. you, you can go in and you can watch Jarrett teach. The archive. Yeah, we have, our, we have an archive. I mean, our goal is really to just get stuff out to people as cheap as possible. So. Yeah. We make this workshop. We've got students from Canada, from McGill coming um, in Montreal because the, the collegiate rate is tw- 25 bucks. It's really cheap. So. Oh, good. Yeah, good to know. Yeah. All right. Well, listen, I fo- I'm going to uh, once again post this in the uh, comment section. If you're watching this later, you'll see it. If you're getting it now, get in on it. Uh, like I say, it's also this is aimed at educators. But as I always I always implore artists who want to learn or find opportunities to be more involved in what they can do outside of just being an entertainer, uh, you know, jump in on some of these uh, sessions, jump in on some of these conferences. We find we have a lot of teaching artists who take part in these things and, and you, you'll hear from people that are already doing it. You'll learn, Hey, here's a way that you can get into, you know, teaching kids or teaching, uh, you know, or teaching these workshops. It is another way that we can take our, 
uh, hip hop skill sets and 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 provide value to the world. And I think that it's uh it's a great way to uh, it's a great opportunity to uh, to step into that arena if you haven't yet uh, done so. So I encourage even artists, not just educators, to to do that as well. Amen. Makes sense, right? All yeah. right, listen. I will be. Uh, I will be there, and I will. Uh, I'm like I said. I'm very honored that you. You know that y'all have reached out to me. I. I hope that I. Uh, I bring as much value as these other folks will to the program. I'm very excited about it, and I look forward to. Uh, you know, seeing it continue and grow in the future. Uh, Bob Knutson, uh, if you're still out in the area, implore these folks to do it in person so that I can come to Wisco. Uh, Bob Knutson, a good friend of the show, who's out there. I don't know what part of Wisconsin you're in. Bob and Bob's running for office out there. Connect with Bob Knutson. He's a good guy. Uh, but uh, we got some Wisco people in the house. Isn't that weird? Why would you have anyone from Wisconsin on the? Yeah, on the you would, you know? You'd be surprised at Knutson. It's a Wisconsin name. It's a very. I was watching uh, Fargo, and there's some guy on there who was named Knutson, and I was like, "Yeah, it's Knutson." So anyway, shouts to Bob Knutson, a big friend of the show and a, a big supporter, and we love our Wisconsin folk. Uh, so I'd love to come out there someday and check y'all out in person. In the meantime, in between time, we will link up 9 a.m. Central time? Yep. Yeah. All right. So not good. The next hour for me to sleep. Um, 9 a.m. Central time to 3 p.m. It's an all-day uh, affair. Check it out. The link's in the chat. You can look it up uh, on wsmamusic.org uh, and follow our good friend Randy uh, for all the things that he does uh, in regards to teaching young people how to be, uh, you know, uh, more musical in all the fun ways that hip-hop can yeah. bring to the table. Manny, thanks for all that you're doing. You're... Um your passion really, it, it, it helps the rest of us, right? Like you, I just have to like log on, listen to 10 minutes of you. And then I'm like, Oh yeah, now I remember why I care about this. So I, we all appreciate what you're doing. I, that, I, I greatly appreciate the appreciation and it's mutual when, when it, when it, like I said, when it falls on good ears and then you know, I see y'all doing the work and that I can play some part in that. It's just, you know, it's, it's great. It's a, it's a community, man. We know how to, that's what hip hop does, right? It's community. And and we're all welcome to the table. Just come in with your authentic self. And hip hop is the most inclusive, welcoming culture I think that's ever been created in humankind. Uh, so I'm glad that we share uh, that communal uh, friendship and we'll talk again Saturday. Yeah, thanks so much. All right, my friend. Thank you so much. Be safe. Bye-bye. All right, once again, Randy Swigum. Uh, we are rocking the fourth annual Hip Hop Pedagogy Virtual Music Educator Workshop. On February 24th, it is, uh, it is an event that you can log in and uh, register for. The link's in the, in the comment section. Once again, thanks for listening to another episode of Hip Hop Can Save America, a.k.a. the world's most important hip-hop podcast. My name is Manny Faces. You can find out more about the show at hiphopcansaveamerica.com. You can watch the show now as a live stream on YouTube, hiphopcansaveamerica.com slash watch. Check back for all the replays as well. The interviews from the live stream will be brought here onto the audio feed, so you always get the best of the live stream. You can also check out our Substack newsletter. It's free at mannyfaces.substack.com, filled with stories of hip hop innovation, inspiration, and in general, hip hop news that isn't about dumb shit. <laughs> Eternal shouts to our consulting producer, Summer McCoy. Be sure to check out her dope initiatives, Hip Hop Hacks, and the Mixtape Museum. We'll be back soon with another dope episode, but check us out on the live stream as well. Mondays, 9 p.m. Eastern, hiphopcansaveamerica.com slash watch. Until next time, it's Many Faces wishing peace and love to you and yours.